Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast. We're talking football. That might not be a surprise. Everybody's here. We're all talking the games from last week. How the uh, how those scores turned out. And uh, we're predicting games for this week. There's a lot of games this week to predict, so stay tuned for that. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews, reviews help the podcast, and ultimately share the podcast around. Word of mouth is a great thing for podcasting. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. This meeting is being recorded. Well, that's a new one on me. Can't uh, uh, can't say I've ever heard that one before, Lance. But you know, uh, just just a quick double check to make sure that we are still uh, we're all good. We're all good there, Mister Cook. I believe we're all good. I believe that it's you know doing the thing it's supposed to do. Excellent. So, that new voice that you heard at the start there, potentially, um, tells you everything you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for another weekly roundup of your football, your football nonsense, your football uh, ins and outs. Uh, the transfer window has slammed shut. We did all our updates last week, so there'll be none of that unless um, I, 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 I spoke out of turn. Of course, everyone's favourite Midlands-based club that just can't get enough of bringing in players did happen to sign a, uh, a free agent, I believe. So go on, Mr Moore, fill us in. Fill us in on the... Uh, on the wings. They stuck their foot in the door or put a wedge in the window or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they snuck an IU brother. Yes, uh, Andre. Andre. Andre Ayew, yeah, on a, on a free, swiped him from underneath the noses of Everton, apparently. So, there you go, yeah. So. Well, Everton went for the opposite approach of Nottingham Forest, whereas, whereas Nottingham Forest tried to sign all of the players. Everton decided, oh no, we're in the shit and we don't need new players. Our players that are here are just about, just about as good as anything else we can get, so we'll just stick with our ragtag bunch of nonsense and dross, uh, and we'll see what happens. So... Hey, that, rag, that ragtag bunch of nonsense dross beat the top of the league, by the way. Or did the team that's top beat themselves? Now there's one to ponder. What they do in their own time is entirely up to them. Listen, it is what it is. This isn't a judgment podcast, except for the fact that it absolutely is. Um, Unless you're a Derby fan. <laughs> in which case, no offence, but why are you even here? I mean, we don't cover your division. We don't go as low down as League One. Ah! <laughs> he says, knowing fully well that we covered League One, no more than uh, <clears throat> seeing a bit of cut. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, week 25 saw three games played. We start the week with the team that was most recently in League One of our three. It is Hull City taking on 
Cardiff City. And how did this one pan out, Mr. I was in attendance? Well, as you rightly pointed out, I was in attendance uh, with with the family, with uh, some friends, and uh, we cheered on Hull City to a 1-0 win. So I was delighted. Um, Hull were on top. Hull had a really good crack at this. There was a good sort of the opening 20 minutes that were really, really going for it. There's um, a Christie chance that was, was decent. There's another couple of chances that kind of went begging and thought, right, going for it. And then on 22 minutes, Callum Elder decided to wait until the split second uh, that Philogene was in the box and uh, brought him down right in front of the referee. And had he have taken the challenge half a second earlier, it would have definitely have been outside the box. But no, no, it was time to perfection. And you're thinking, here we go. Been on top for 20 minutes. They get a penalty against the runner play. Are you saying you got Ross Stewart in? <laughs> well, nobody's getting him in because he's knacked himself for the rest of the season now. Whee! I mean, After he's scored I mean, against both of our teams. That, 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 that's that's got to be karma, on it? Just rearing its uh, little bitch head. I saw that pop up on the, on the old Sky Sports News and I was like, oh well, move along. Uh, so, <laughs> 22 minutes came and went. The penalty was put on the spot. Cyrus Christie had a nice little chat with the referee to try and delay proceedings and was quoted, uh, now let me get this right, to the local press afterwards as, as a team, we need to do better in terms of that. Whether you call it the shithousery, we don't do it enough and we should do it more. So he openly admitted to the written press after the game exactly what he was up to. So look out for a yellow card next time, fella. Um... So, yeah, the penalty was slightly delayed. And then Robinson shot low to the left of the goal. But Ingram made a hell of a diving save in the goal right in front of us as well. So we got to see that nice and up close. Um, but, yeah, Hull were probably de- definitely better value for the win, despite statistics making it look slightly more balanced. Um, can you really call it a Cardiff shot if it goes off the corner flag and... Nearly out for a throw-in. But yeah, Hull, after the weekend's game, are now up to 12th. Four points off the playoffs. But more importantly, 13 points above the bottom three. So I will quite happily take that. A couple of tough games coming up, which we will get to momentarily. But for the time being, relatively happy chappy. But also as well, not only that, but we've got... um, that Aman Traore, not that Traore, who uh, was our first summer signing, played 45 minutes for the under-21s this week. So, effectively, that's almost like having a new signing back very shortly. And uh, Andy, maybe, may, and other other podcast listeners may remember the name of Pelkas, since we used to reel that one out a little bit. Uh, he returned to training this week after picking up his knee injury in December away at Watford. So... Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, a couple of players back into the ranks as well. Nice. You always like to hear when your uh, teams are getting back to full strength. From a predictions perspective, um, Stu was the only non-optimist and had gone for a 1-1 draw. Doesn't get any points for the result. 
He had Estepinian to score Hull and Robinson to score Cardiff. So, disappointed from a points perspective with that penalty save, but ecstatic from a supporting perspective. No points for Mr. Woodmansey, sadly. Um, myself and Matt had gone for a 2-0 and a 2-1 Hull City win, respectively. Um, so we get a point for the score uh, for the result, not for the score. I had two fan and Esther Pignan to score. Mad Esther Pignan and Connolly <laughs> uh, with Robinson scoring a goal for Cardiff. One point there for myself and for Mr. Moore. He started off like he ended last week, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Cook steaming straight in with a 1-0 Hull City win. But again, he picked Connolly uh, to score the goal. Uh, so only gets the two points for the correct result. Well done, Mr. Cook. So, after one game, Andy on two. Myself and Matt on one. Stu still two score. Our second game of the week saw my team, the mighty Middles Bro, take on the Seasiders of Blackpool. This was the T-Siders versus the Seasiders. Um, potential banana skin. Obviously, last season, Borough lost at home to Blackpool. Um, not not always had a great record against but He's picked up over the last couple of seasons. Not always had the best records. Um, but uh, they, I, think, I think they kind of put this one to bed when they scored the first goal in the first half, to be honest with you. Um, just a, another move finished off by Tuba in the, uh, in the box. And then in, into the second half, um, the second goal was just... Oh, just a thing of beauty to watch. Started off with the goalkeeper, lovely little pass and move, sort of intricate little balls in, in and in and moving behind. The ball, the final ball came into the uh, right in the ground, gets the box, and he just holds it up. Um, slips a lovely little through ball through for Tuba to run onto and just fire it into the roof of the net. I think there was something like fifteen or sixteen passes involved from the keeper all the way up to the uh, up to the finish. Lovely stuff. Lovely team goal. Can't really argue with that. Uh, and then just to wrap up the uh, wrap up the scoring, uh, Paddy McNair got on the end of a clipped ball that was worked across the box uh, and stuck it in for the third and final goal. So Middlesbrough comfortably with a three nil home win. Predictions wise, we all went for differing degrees of Middlesbrough win. Uh, Stu and Andy had two nil. Matt had 2-1 and I had 4-0. So we each get a point for the score. Sorry, for the result, not for the score. Um, and we'll go through all the different scorers, but we each had Akpom to score at least once in there. So, another point there. So we each get two points from that game. That leads Nottingham Forest versus... Leeds United as our last game of the week. It was live on the Sky Sports Televisual Station. Did it disappoint Mr. Moore? It certainly didn't. It disappointed it might have disappointed Mr. Cook a little bit with his five nil prediction. It was ambitious to say the least. But <clears throat> apparently apparently Leeds dominated play. Um but uh, Forrest come out with a 1-0 win. Uh, a nice cross-in from uh, 
Morgan Gibbs-White that I definitely said was injured last week on the podcast and wasn't going to play. Um, that was the, all the information. <clears throat> I think I think in in the post match interview with him and Brennan Johnson, he like had a smile and he's like, oh, you know what the gaffer's like. He kind of doesn't really tell everybody everything, kind of thing. Um, yeah, so he clipped in across uh, and it kind of came out to Johnson and nice volley into the bottom left hand corner. Um, but according like like watching some of the highlights, listening to some of the commentary on it, Leeds dominated play but didn't do a whole lot with it. Um, cue some slightly bizarre in, uh, quotations from Patrick Bamford. Um, he had a quite, yeah, quite a day to be honest. Um, apparently, apparently early on in the day he laid flowers um, outside Forest because it was eleven years since uh, Nigel Dowdy, the old, the former chairman, had died, and it was strange that the club hadn't marked it. But then Patrick Bamford decided to tell them that he thought it was strange that they hadn't marked it as well. So, you know, thanks, Patrick. Uh, yeah, I think he is close friends with the family. Uh, but then he proceeded to then chuck Jesse Marsh under the bus um, in his interview as well, um, leading to, you know, Jesse Marsh being sacked on Monday. Um, yeah, I knew there was a bit with you, 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 you bellend. You, you've inadvertently got the best manager Leeds have ever had, the sack. I hope you feel like that. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, ah, oh, oh, they sacked him. I'm like, ah, oh, funny. And then I was like, ah, oh, bugger. Maybe he could have got, gotten relegated. Kind of, if we could have, you could have just kind of left, left it. I mean, to be fair, they got Man United in, what, twice in four days, five days. So... I'm famous last words. It's almost like there's definitely no way Bailey's going to win this uh, potential to it, but there's no way that they're going to win either of those games, uh, let alone probably one of those games. But uh, but yeah, you would have thought they would have just let him to kind of take those two losses as well before they sacked him. So that my absolute favourite thing. So less than two hours before the game kicked off. Sky Sports News posted an interview with Jesse Marsh on their Facebook page, which was linked all over the website. And the whole basis of the uh, interview that they posted was him saying how he's after all this time, Leeds are now finally playing the way that he wanted them to play. <laughs> then lost one 0 to Forest and got straight in the bin. Well done, Jesse Marsh. A- well done. It was an absolutely bizarre interview, though, because obviously after he had that interview saying that it was, this is how he wanted to get them to play, then his interview, like his obviously his final interview as a manager, was basically like, oh, I've got to get them to play better than really not playing very well at all. <laughs> it was just like, all right. But yes, yeah, so unfortunately, I mean, who knows what they're going to bring in next? Because, you know, Carlos Corbera, is it, from uh, the ex-Huddersfield yeah. manager? Big Sam didn't go to Everton. Just saying. <laughs> oh please. He's at, he's he's currently at West Brom though, so he would they would have to buy him out of his contract at West Brom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna struggle at this time of season, I think, to get a decent manager. The best manager has gone. Somewhat, I saw uh, I saw someone suggesting that what would happen if they were to get either. Uh, Either one of Gerard or Lampard, I was like, "Oh my God, please!" Oh God, please. 
Please let that be the both, case. Just both like double managers oh. kind of thing, like. Oh, <laughs> oh it could. Like, I know. That, I know that, that. I know we've just had Christmas and stuff like that, but it would feel like it had just come round again. If that if, if that was the case. Anyway, we could sit here and talk about the demise of Leeds United for until the cows come on because it's just a rich and bountiful subject. Just that last point then. They were saying on the on the uh, radio this morning that um, the heaviest link is with Ange Postacoglu from Celtic, but because he's got experience of of being a part of a winning team, winning trophies. How 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 is that going to help Leeds this this year? Because they're not going to do that. But the main the main reason was is because they, then they can get Harry Kewell in with him as his assistant as he currently is at Celtic. Hooray! Hooray for Leeds! Wow! <laughs> oh my! So from a predictions perspective, both Stu and Matt had gone for draws in this game. Stu with a one-one, Matt with a two-two. She had gone for Wood and Nonto to score the goals. No points for Mr. Woodmansey, sadly. Matt had gone for 2-2 with Wood and Johnson to score for Forrest. Rodrigo and Bamford to score for Leeds. Now, Rodrigo, I believe, before the game even kicked off, was ruled out for two to three months with an injury. <laughs> uh, but never mind. What Just the one point for Mr. Moore there. Andy, as, uh, as was alluded to earlier in the... Uh, in the piece, had gone for an optimistic 5-0 win for Nyon Forest. Sadly, that did not come off, but he did have Johnson to get a hat-trick, so does get himself an extra point to go along with his 5-0 prediction for, five, uh, for two points left to cook. I had obviously taken my Andy, uh, Andy hat and just placed it nicely on my head as I'd gone for a 1-0 Nottingham Forest win. Two points for my good self there. I did, however, pick Surridge to score. So no extra points for the goal scorers. So, to close out the week, Stu, sadly, lagging in the rear with two points from three games. Matt, a very respectable four points from three games. I had five from three games, but Mr. Cook, keeping it up, keeping it up as usual, got to phrase that better next time, uh, two points from each of the games, giving me a grand total of six for the week. Well done to you, sir. Excellent predicting, as always. So we move into week 26. There are five games to pick here. Uh, all in the league, no cup games uh, at this particular time. So we're going to start with the, uh, the Premier League games. But before we do start and dive into week 26, we are going to take a small possible commercial break it may be commercial free i just don't know anymore but don't go anywhere we'll be right back recording in progress yes indeed ladies and gentlemen recording is indeed in progress and i believe i we don't did... know what you mean by well I, just... I don't even know why he's getting involved because I uh, didn't ask him a question, did I? You silly slag. Anyway, um, so, week, 20, uh, week 25, done. Which brings us on to week 26. And we start week 26 in the, in the Premier League, where Fulham will take on Nottingham Forest. Of course, this is Mr Moore's team, so he will give his prediction last. 
Um, as my prediction is already in front of me in the book, I will jump straight in here. Sadly, I have gone for a Fulham 2-1 win here. Although, I did see something the other day that said that if the Premier League had just taken place in 2023, Nottingham Forest would be top of the tree with 11 points. No, it's even better about that. Liverpool would be bottom. <laughs> it could scarcely be better. Uh, yes, I have gone for a 2-1 Fulham win. I just feel that Fulham are quite strong at home. Obviously, they've, they've just played Chelsea twice in the space of a couple of weeks and not lost either time to it. So. Um, I've gone 2-1. I've gone Mitrovic and Willian to score for Fulham and Wood to score for Nottingham Forest. Uh, Mr Cook, what have you got? Simple, easy. Drama line. 1-0 to Forest. Johnson to score. Let's put, let's put this to bed. Let's put all this silliness to bed. All that cheeky nonsense, there is no place for it here. Mr Woodmansey. who may not have heard that, I believe that was a 1-1 draw. Yeah, is it going crazy for some reason? It seems to have worked itself out now. Your goal scorers, please. Uh, Mitrovic, and seeing as I was let down by him last week, he's got a chance to go up again, in my estimations, and we'll go for Wood. All those people playing along at home. Okay. Bingo, innuendo card played by Stuart Woodmansey off on your uh, on your playing card this week. Um, Mr Moore, what have you got for this? I've agreed with your good self because one thing we know, Fulham are good at home and you know, Sky will tell you and the BBC will tell you and whoever else is listening will tell you Forest aren't great away from home. So... Uh, 2-1 seems a reasonable prediction for me. Goal scorers? Uh, Mitrovic and Cordova Reed. And Morgan gives wife for Forrest. <clears throat> Marvellous. Our second game of the week sees... Sloppy seconds, Cardiff City taking on my team, Middlesbrough. I was with my team, so I will go last. Uh, Andy, what have you got for this one? Oh, put me on the spot. I was, I was making some notes. Uh, I have got Cardiff with a bagel. Borough, two goals. My two favourite Borough players at this point in time, Chuba and Falls. Please. Can you, can you feel the force? Uh, Mr. Moore. I have also gone for a two-goal difference between Cardiff and Borough, but I've gone 3-1 to the Borough. Ooh. Your Cardiff City goal scorer, please. I mean, after his, visit, after his penalty miss this Saturday, he's going to tuck one away this week. So, Robinson for Cardiff. I've got Tuba for a double and Fours sticking one in. 
Cuba with back-to-back doublers. I like it. I like it. Forcefully extra. Uh, Mr. Woodmansey. I'd like you to all take into account that you've, well, 50% of us have given predictions at this point, and uh, Cardiff haven't won under their new manager as yet, uh, let alone have they even won a game this calendar year. So, as we've discussed previously, we're all about to predict Middlesbrough to win, and we'll all get no points for that next week when Cardiff inevitably win by half a goal or some ridiculous rule gets brought in in the week. Um, so I have gone Cardiff nil, Middlesbrough two, but I'm just setting that stall out for when I'm uh, going for Archer and Akpom. Archer, Akpom. So it's just me left to put in my Middlesbrough win, of course. That's not going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, as I've gone for a 1-1 draw at this end, we're on a great run of form. They've just got a new manager. It has to click both ways some, at some point, you'd think. So I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Ojo to score for Cardiff. Akpom to score for the Borough. We continue with Mr Woodmansey's team, where it takes place in... Mr. Moore's homeland, Stoke City, take on Hull City. I'll just jump in. I've gone for a 1-1 draw in this game as well. I've gone for Timon to score for Stoke. Old boy rule in effect. It worked last season for me. Estupinian to score for Hull. Matt, what have you got for this one? I've gone for a 2-1 Hull win. One. Two. Goal scorers, please. Uh, Dwight Gale for Stoke. Yep. And Longman and Connolly for Hull. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Uh, Mr Cook? I have gone with a 1-1 draw for this one, please. Uh, like Matt, I've gone with Gale to score for Stoke. And... Yeah. Uh, one of my faves, Estepinian to score for Hull. This team, he's been sitting wishing that waiting there patiently to uh, clearly just give us the uh, give us the deets. Go on, go on, Stu. Tell us, tell us how it's going to go down. Stuck are somewhat of a bulky team for Hull, and we're in a bit of good form at the moment. So Stoke will win one nil. And your goal scorer? I've also gone for Dwight Gale. You guys are aware that Dwight Gale has like scored like like one goal or something this season, yeah? Yeah, uh, yes, fully aware, Paul. Hence why I picked it. <laughs> oh my! Two games left, and we stay with the aforementioned Hull City as they will be taking on Norwich City on Tuesday next week. I'll jump in again straight away on this one as I've gone for a 1-0 Norwich win. I've gone for Pookie to score a goal. Mr Cook. So, I think I've gone a lot 
the other way. I've gone with uh, Hull to win 2-0. Uh, Interesting. My, my boy SP9 getting back in on the action. And uh, a blast from the past. Long man. Old Longy himself. Exactly. Uh, Matt, what have you got for this? Uh, this is where the podcast takes a turn for the, the negative, unfortunately. Uh, I've gone for a 2-1 Norwich win. With Sergeant and Pookie for Norwich. And Esther Pinyan for Tigre. El Tigre. Down to you again, Mr. Woodman. See what's what's going to happen. Take Matt's prediction and just knock the whole goal off. Two zip. Yep, two nil Norwich. Like I said, yep, Sergeant and Pookie. Like I said during the the bit earlier on. Two tough games coming up. Norwich got spanked three nil by Burnley last weekend, so they'll be looking to to recoup some of their losses, I imagine. Um, although Burnley is obviously not an easy game, um, but still, 3-0 was probably uh, a little worse than anybody would have expected. So I, I fully expect their strikers to be all over the next two teams that they play, and us being one of them. Yeah, not the uh, not the greatest of goals to concede for the first that Norwich conceded as well. We're trying to play out from the back, keeper plays it straight to their forward, sticks it in, heading yeah. out his mode. So you would imagine that they probably won't be taking as many chances against Hull. Um, yeah, I uh, I would agree with that. So that just leaves us with the final game, week twenty six, which is a top of the table class clash of sorts, where Sheffield United will be taking on Middlesbrough. Obviously, I've got my prediction right here, ready and waiting to go, but I will give it last. Uh, Matt, what have you got for this one? Like I said, it's gone a bit negative now. I've gone for a 1-0 Sheffield United win. Goal scorer? Thunderberg. Andy? Simple, really. It's a 1-0 for Borough. And I know it's taken me a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I would like to predict Sterling Archer to score that goal. Sterling Archer. I still need to watch that, really. I've only ever seen the odd episode of Mr. Woodmancy. Unfortunately, I am also in agreement with Matt. Uh, This is where it takes a bit of a negative turn. Uh, Although I have predicted my own team to lose twice, so, you know, there is that. Um, I've gone for Sheffield United 1, Middlesbrough 0. And just to add even more negativity, as they've kept him and wrapped him up in cotton wool for the uh, cup game against Wrexham to keep him fit for the next two games. The uh, returning Ollie McBurney to come and shit house his way to a goal. I don't know how you I don't Shoot. know how you dare sit there and predict that Ollie McBurney will score in this game. You're an absolute disgrace. So anyway, I've got well, two Sheffield I- United win. Uh, with Billy Sharp and Ollie McBurney to score for Sheffield. <laughs> uh, and uh, Cameron Archer to get off the mark 
for the Borough. It, it's it's another one of those games. Sheffield United, Bramall Lane. It's another ground we never do well at. They're second in the division. We kind of need to win if we've got any hopes of catching them and, and sneaking that second automatic promotion spot. But yeah, I just think, I just feel like it's it, we've we've left it. A little, I say a little bit too late. We're still only in February, but the the start we had has uh, really put ourselves behind the eight ball. And uh, yes, I sadly feel that this would be a step too far. Uh, and I've got Sheffield United to get the win. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your week 26 predictions done and dusted in the book. No changes, no takesies, backsies. It's all done. All that's left for me to do is to thank these three lovely gentlemen for joining me once again to give you some breakdowns of football and, and whatnot, and chatter and Leeds bashing. Not as much Liverpool bashing as, as we probably could have done, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, join us again next week where we'll, we'll we'll do it all over again you never know Leeds might have been absolutely hammered twice by Man United uh, and they might be in the bottom three Liverpool might be in the bottom half tune in next week to see what's happening but until then you stay classy and we'll see you again soon bye